our hearts and our minds to the reading and the teaching of God's very own word. And here to read this morning is, is Jen. The reading this morning is from Acts chapter 2, verses 42 to 47. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. This is the word of the Lord. So with uh, the beginning of a new year, uh, what we typically do is we take some time to think about who we are and, and where we want to go in 2024. And that means that over the course of January, we're going to be spending some time drilling down on our core values. Now, when I talk about core values, I'm talking about those things that characterize us as a community, things that are important to us. Uh, these are the kind of the driving, guiding characteristics that shape everything that we do here and all of our decision making. And our core values, they kind of flow out of our vision, which is that in about five years' time, we're hoping that everybody here will be rooted in God's word, growing in grace, and bearing fruit in abundance. In other words, we want to grow. We want to be a church that is growing, not just numerically, but I mean uh, spiritually, spiritually in Jesus Christ. And so we want to grow. And so all of our core values are about growth. Here they are. Here they are. Here are our four core values. Stable growth, close growth, slow growth, and real growth. And over the next four weeks, we're going to drill down on each of those core values and we're going to do that by looking at the passage that was just read to you this morning. It's a passage that sort of summarizes um, the early life of the New Testament church and, and the ways that they lived and the rhythms of that beautiful new community. And we're going to see how these core values were actually embedded in that community and how they work themselves out in that community, and how they can work themselves out in our own com community. Does that make sense? Okay, so that's where we're going. So this morning, we're going to look at the first core value, which is stable growth. And we're going to ask three questions. What is it? What is stable growth? Two, why is it important? And three, how do we experience it here in our community? And I just want to let you know ahead of time, I'll be moving pretty quickly through the first two points so that we can spend more time on the last point and, and make it really practical. We're hoping that this series will be like very practical. So that's where we're going this morning. All right, let's go. First question. Stable growth. What is it? What is it? Now, verse 22 says that the early church devoted themselves to four Practices. Did you see that in the passage? What did they commit themselves to? What were they? Call them out. Yep. Fellowship. 
breaking of bread, whatever that means, and prayer. That's right. We're not going to look at all of those this morning. We're just going to focus on the first one, the, the apostles' teaching. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. What does that mean? Now, don't say it was the teaching of the apostles. <laughs> Because we all know that when you define something, you don't use those words in the definition, right? So try again. <laughs> try again. What, what, is, what exactly is this, this, uh, the, the, the teaching of the apostles or the apostles' teaching? Here's what it is. The New Testament had not yet been written, okay? It had not been written yet. What the apostles were working with was the Old Testament or what some people call the Hebrew Scriptures, And when the apostles taught, what they would do is they would take the Old Testament and they would show how Jesus Christ fulfilled the entire Old Testament, how the Old Testament pointed to Jesus, to his coming, to his death, to his resurrection, to his ascension, to his ruling. In other words, they showed how the entire Old Testament, the entire Old Testament told a story, a story of grace a story of God coming to this world to save people from their sins. And this is what they preached. Every time they got up, they preached from the word of God. Remember the day of Pentecost, that day when the spirit of God was poured out on the, on the new Testament church. And when they began to preach, they preached from the old Testament chapter two, They opened up Joel, the prophet of Joel. They opened up the Psalm, Psalm 16, Psalm 110. Every time they taught, they were teaching from the word of God. Now, eventually they wrote the New Testament. But you've got to see that whether it's the New Testament or it was the teaching of the Old Testament, the teaching of the apostles, the apostles' teaching was the teaching of the word of God. That's what the apostles teaching is. They were showing, they were expounding, they were expositing. They were pointing people to Jesus Christ from the very word of God. And I don't think it's a mistake that the first thing that they did in this sort of line or series of practices in the early church was that they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching. Because this was the foundation, this was the substructure, this was the basis upon which everything was built. It informed everything. It informed the fellowship, the breaking of bread, the prayers, the way that they conducted themselves. Everything was impacted, was infused, colored, shaped by the very word of God. It was the basis Ephesians 2.20 says this, the church is built on the foundation of the apostles with Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone. And so it's the word of God, you got to see this, that gave stability to the church. It's what gives stability to any church. That's why stable growth is one of our core values. And stable growth happens, friends, when the word of God is declared as the basis, as the foundation for everything that we do. That's why stable growth is our core value. That's why it's our leading 
core value. They committed themselves to it then, we commit ourselves to it now. That's what it means when it says they were committed to the apostles' teaching. Why? Why did they do that? Why was it so important? Why does this show up at the head of that list of things that the church did? Why? Here's a second thing, and I want to give you two reasons why, two vitally important reasons why. The first is this, that stable growth, that is growth that's based on the word of God, is how you start the Christian life. Many people in the story that we're looking at this morning, they knew the Old Testament. They were Jewish. They had arrived from many places around the world, but they, they, knew, they knew the Old Testament. What they didn't know, what they didn't know, but what they found out was that the entire Old Testament was pointing, was leading to this person called Jesus Christ, to his death, to his life, to his resurrection, to everything. It was all about Jesus Christ. And when they heard that, when the Spirit of God opened up their hearts and their eyes, they were cut to the heart and they said, what must we do to be saved? And they said, you must believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. And friends, that is always the way that it happens. People get saved when the Spirit of God opens up their eyes and their hearts to see Jesus Christ as he is preached in the word of God. That's always the way that it is. The Holy Spirit working in concert, in concert with the preaching of the word of God. John 3, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of the Spirit. 1 Peter 1.23, you have been born again by the enduring word of God, which is it? Are we born again by the Spirit, or are we born again by the Word of God? It's both. It's the Spirit working through the Word and shining a spotlight on Jesus Christ. And when that happens, and when faith is present, that's when people's hearts are changed. It's when they are born again. It's when they begin to see their sin and their desperate need for Jesus Christ. That's why... We have to make the word of God foundational here. That's why we've got to preach the word of God. Some of you in this room are here and you're not yet a Christian. You are perhaps skeptical. You are seeking. We know that. Let me just say this. I just, I love the fact that you're here. I love that you're here and I believe that God is at work in your life. But I got to say this to you, and I want you to hear this. Jesus once told a story, a story about two houses, two people who built two houses. One was built on sand and one was built on rock. In other words, one was built on your own ideas about what reality is and how you think it should be. The other one was based on the word of God. The houses looked very similar. But they were different in terms of their foundation. The passage says that when a great storm came along, the house that was built on sand fell apart. It was the house that was built on stone 
that was stable, that endured. And you need to hear this this morning, that not only the storms of life are going to come your way, but the great storm of God's judgment will come to you as it will for all people one day. And if your life is not based, is not stabilized on the rock of Jesus Christ, there will be no stability for you. You'll be swept away. And you don't want that. We don't want that. We want your life to be built on the rock of Jesus Christ. We want you to be saved. And we want you to be saved so that you experience his stabilizing power in this life and in the life to come. We're glad you're here. Keep on being here. Keep on coming. Keep on learning. Keep on asking your toughest questions. But know this. The questions that you ask or the answers we give will be based on the word of God. We have nothing else to give you. But it's enough. It's enough. Because it is the very word of God. Amazing. First reason why this is so vitally important is because stable growth, that is growth that's based on God's word, is how you start the Christian life. But hear this. It's also how you grow. It's how you continue in the Christian life. You never outgrow your desperate, desperate need for the word of God. The word of God is how you grow. It's going to stabilize you. In this life, it will. I want, to, I want to say a couple of things about this, especially to those of you who are, are growing in the faith, who are stabilized in the faith of Jesus Christ. Psalm chapter 1 is a psalm that we've looked at before, and it says that the person who meditates, remember the, the Hebrew word for meditation? Pop quiz. Remember that word? <laughs> Haga. Okay, ring a bell. It's, it's the picture of an animal devouring a meal. It's, it's how you approached your, your meals over the, the, the holiday break. You know, when you're just hungry and you're looking for that meal and you just you dive into it and the room goes quiet and everyone's devouring. That's what it means to meditate on God's word, to take it in, to chew it. To, to digest it, to bring it back up, to keep eating it. To, that's the picture there. Of, of It's revolting, but it's the picture. And it says in Psalm 1 that the person who meditates on God's word day and night, that is often, will be like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in due season. Now, check this out. Flip over in your Bibles to Jeremiah chapter 17, 8, because that psalm makes a cameo in Jeremiah chapter 17. It does. But the prophet Jeremiah adds a couple of things here. And adds this. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots to, uh, by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. Amazing. What is that saying? It's saying that the person, the believer, the Christian, who is chewing on, is, is devoting themselves to the word of God, excuse me, will be like that tree. And when the heat of life comes, and it will come, 
when the troubles roll in, when the circumstances go from good to less good, to difficult, to hard, and they will, they will this year. The word of God is what's going to stabilize you. Now think about the things, the trials that you've gone through even this past year or in your life. And I'm wondering, what was it that stabilized you? What was it that kept you from breaking apart and going to pieces? It was the word of God, wasn't it? It was the word of God helping you to understand your situation. It was the word of God correctly interpreting your situation. It was the word of God saying to you that this thing that has come to you has not come to you by judgment. Because God's judgment fell on my son. This thing is for your good. And I will use it to surface the things in your heart that I want to change. And I will deal beautifully with your heart. But that's what the word of God says. And that, I'm sure, is what stabilized you in a moment of heat, in a season of drought. And that season will come. It it is the word of God, friend, that's going to stabilize your life. It is the word of God, a life based on the word of God, with a particular focus on the life and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That alone will give stability to your life. Do you see that? That is why. That is why. Stable growth is so important. That is why they devoted themselves to God's word. Now, let's get practical and spend some time on this third question, which is this. What is this going to look like? How do we experience this stable growth in our community? All right, that's the question we're going to look at right now. How do we experience the stable growth? Now, in a word, we devote ourselves. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the word of God. And that word devoted in the Greek, which was the language that the New Testament was written in, is a compound verb. It's made up of a couple of words. And those words are strength and towards. Devotion means to to give your full strength to something. Now, think about what you give your strength to. Think about the things you're devoted to. What are you devoted to? What is it that just captures you? What, what enables you to lock in and to focus and to give all of your time and energy and strength to that thing? What is it? Whether it's a relationship, whether it's your job, whether it's your kids, whether it's a a hobby, whether it's a cause, to be devoted to something means that you're giving your full energy, your full strength to that thing. Now, the word of God has got to be in this community, that thing above all things that we are giving our full strength to, which means a few things, practically speaking. It means, first of all, this. We need to devote ourselves to the word of God individually. Now, as a habit, some of you, maybe many of you, spend time in God's word regularly, maybe even daily. And some of you, I've heard, are beginning to read through the entire Bible this year. Great. I would say, God bless you. Go for it. 
But some of you <laughs> are not so much in the habit of, of reading God's word on a, on a daily or even a regular basis. For many of you, the, 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 the word of God that you interact with happens here on a Sunday, and that's it. Now, the last thing I'm going to do this morning is try and guilt you into reading the word of God. I, I think guilt is a motivator. I just don't think it's a great motivator. I'd rather motivate you with, I don't know, grace. <laughs> and, and what I would want to say to you is this. Do you know that your heavenly father wants to spend time with you? Do you know that he wants to speak to you? Do you know that he wants to listen and hear from you? Listen, I'm a father. I have, a, I have many children, and I have a grandchild. I love my kids, and I love to talk to them, and I, I love to listen to them. I find them so fascinating. Do you know that God really wants to spend some time with you and speak to you, and he wants to hear from you? I want you to carry that thought through in 2024. If you're just not in the habit of spending time in God's word on a regular basis, I'm going to encourage you not to start by reading the entire Bible in a year. Okay. I think you'll probably get to Leviticus and say, okay, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> like many of you have found, how many of you ever, ever tried to read the Bible in one year and got to Leviticus and you're like, I did, that's the end of this. I want you to do it differently. Start slow. Start small. Start in the gospel of Mark. The gospel of Mark is one of the, it is the shortest gospel in the Bible, in the New Testament. It's a, it's a, it's a book that focuses on Jesus Christ. And we're going to be looking at it in the winter and in the spring season. And, it, you know, just, just come to this book and read just bite-sized passages and ask yourself three questions. One, what's going on in this passage? Two, what do I learn about Jesus in this passage? And then three, in light of what's going on in the story, in light of what I'm learning about Jesus, how, God, do you want me to respond? Do you want me to obey something? Do you want me to ask forgiveness for something? Do you want me to forsake something? Is there a promise you want me to believe in? Is there, is there something you're calling me to give thanks for? You see what I'm saying? You take a bite-sized chunk of scripture, like in Mark, and you ask those questions. What's going on? What do I learn about Jesus here? And God, what do you want me to do with what I'm reading here? It's relational. You see that? And what I'm going to suggest that as you do this, you'll find that it becomes a habit over time. And it'll become something that you actually look forward to. It's like anything. That's difficult at first. But the more you do it, when it becomes a habit, you begin to enjoy it. What is that thing in your life right now that is just like that? Spending time in God's word is, is no different. And so we're going to encourage you this, this morning to be spending time in the stabilizing word of God individually. But then we need to devote ourselves to the word of God in our small groups. Now, 
We have small groups in this church. They're kind of like the heartbeat of what we do around here. And I think like 75% of our community is plugged into a small group. We're hoping that number will grow to about 80 in 2024. Why? Because we're fascinated by metrics? No, but they mean something. What? It means that people are plugging into community. And that's when life change really happens. So, for those of you who are not yet plugged into a small group, when I do the announcements, I'm going to help you to get plugged into a small group. For those of you who are plugged into small groups already, I'm going to encourage you to really plug in. I know life is busy. I know we're tired. And there are times when we'd rather not go. But I'm going to encourage you to devote yourself to the word of God in your communities. Have fun. Enjoy each other. But make sure you get to the reading and the, and the exploration of the word of God and prayer. Don't let it just be a hangout. Okay? Devote yourself <laughs> to, the, to the reading, to the, uh, to the word of God. The third thing I want to say to you by way of how to experience stable growth in our community this year is this. Let's devote ourselves to the word of God every Sunday morning. You, you probably figured this out by now, but every time you come here, there's someone at the front opening up the word of God. Okay. Somebody has spent some time, hopefully a lot of time thinking very deeply about the word of God that they're bringing to you on a Sunday morning. I don't know if you know this, but that often means that we're working with the original languages, either Hebrew, Old Testament, or Greek, New Testament. We're looking for the main point of the passage. We're trying to figure out how the main point connects to the other parts of the passage. We're thinking about the original context. We're thinking about the Christocentric context, where this passage fits into the story of redemption. We're thinking of our cultural context, where we find ourselves in this day. We're thinking of the congregational context, where you are and what you need to hear. Like we're doing a lot, actually. And you should expect us to do a lot every Sunday. You should. But I want to challenge you with this, friends. Your expectation of the preacher on a Sunday should match and be equal to your own expectation of your readiness to hear God's word week in and week out. Because when your expectation of whoever is up here matches, is equal to your own expectation of being ready to hear the word of God, that's when the stabilizing power of the word of God is unleashed in your life, which means a few things. Come on Sunday, ready to hear the word of God. Get a good night's sleep. Have a good breakfast. Wake up. Ask God to speak to me. Ask God to speak through whoever is up here. Help me to hear the word of God. Because I'm going to come distracted, and you will be distracted. Many of you are distracted. Many of you this morning have not heard a single thing I've I've said. (laughs) No, I'm joking, but I'm not. 
But I know because I've sat there before too. And I, and my mind goes in and out and in and out. And then you, there are kids and then they're running around and you know, there are lots of distractions, right? It just means we need grace. It just means that we need to father. I'm so easily distracted. I need your grace to just be able to focus. And when I'm not bring me back so I can hear you. And then go talk about it. Go out to lunch. Go into your small groups. Talk to people about what you've just heard. And, 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 and what does God want me to do with what I've heard this morning? You see what I'm saying? What I'm saying is that you should expect somebody every Sunday to open up God's word to you. And you should expect from yourselves to be ready to hear the word of God. Because when these things happen, friends, I really think we're going to experience the stabilizing power of the word of God in our community. Now, I'm going to end. We want to be a church where stable growth characterizes us, where it kind of shapes and defines everything that we do. That's how the early church lived. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. They gave their full strength to the word of God. They gave it in their own lives. They gave it in the community. But they gave it. And when they gave it, because they gave it, they grew. They didn't just grow numerically. They grew spiritually. So, here's the challenge. Let's seek the grace of God, which is ours in Christ Jesus. Let's seek that grace to be able to devote ourselves to the word of God and to the great story of redemption in Jesus Christ. As we do that, we will experience stability. And God knows we need that. God knows we need stability. Our lives are unstable. 2024 will be an unstable year in many ways. The world is unstable. The things I'm reading about today in the papers, such an unstable world. What will stabilize you? What will stabilize us? It will be the very word of God. Let's devote ourselves to that. Amen. Amen. Let me pray for the grace. Father in heaven, first we want to thank you for your word. You are not a God who has remained silent. You are a speaking God. You didn't just make this world and back up. You made it and entered into it and you speak and you have been speaking and you will speak. We want to hear, Father. We want to be a church where your word is what we take to interpret our lives and to interpret reality, to understand who you are, who we are, where we're going, what this is all about. 
And God, you know that so many times it's other things that interpret and define, that explain our lives. But Lord, we come back to this this morning. You, your word is true. It is the truest, truest truth. And it is the liberating truth. Father, thank you that your truth is personal and relational. Thank you, Lord, that it's a person. And you want relationship with us, and we want it with you. And so, Father, would you elevate our appreciation of your word? Would you help us to see that it's authoritative, that it's inspired, it's infallible? It's how you speak to us. And we want, Father, to take in that word. We want it to saturate our hearts and our community. We want it to be the thing that shapes everything that we do here. Help us to be faithful. Help us to be true to your word. We ask this, Father, in the name of Jesus, the word of God. Amen.